0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep and more. I've been presenting this podcast now for about seven years, which means I have done thousands of interviews about parenting. There have been things that have resonated with me along the way and others that I've kind of just left behind. And while it has definitely not made me the perfect parent, it has made me aware of what I think of as best practice parenting. Sam Jockel is the founder of Parent TV, an online platform with experts from across the parenting spectrum. She's co-edited a book called Parents. This is the one thing you need to know. Hi, Sam. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. I'm so intrigued about this book because I see a lot of what we do is quite similar. We speak to the, uh, we have favourite people. I've got a few of my favourite people in your book Mm -hmm. Um, and you've been doing parent TV for some time now. You have three kids. Mm -hmm. How did you decide what topics and experts to include in this book, given you have done so much stuff about parenting over the years?
1: I guess at the start, like, Pre parent TV, I ran a couple of large online communities as well. So one of those was called School Mum. Uh, and during my journey of doing School Mum, which would have been a good six to eight years, I guess just being online and on Facebook and in that parenting space as well, you just became aware of people who were popping up. And one of my things on School Mum was always to try and just deliver people helpful content in and amongst some of the other stuff. And you just got to know who some of those really great parenting educators were and it was through that process over those years that I guess I identified way before we even started and I could see from how parents would respond to them as well on the page like who people really resonated with, what kind of themes people were interested in, where they were really struggling and then trusting our experts as well because they too were online and doing a lot of listening to parents and really trying to work out, like, what is going on out there and how can we best support you? And it all kind of started with Maggie Dent, which I know you yes. know her very well. Um, we all love Maggie. We, everybody Maggie loves Maggie. <laughs> That's true. She's like the grandmother of, like, Australia parents <laughs> in the world. Like, <laughs> uh, yes, 100%. Oh, no. She was just like, oh, she's just sunshine and peace at the same time like oh she always makes you think it's going to be okay Um, yes and that's what we need we do we definitely need this trust me (laughs) i have have three children 13 10 and 6
0: oh wow
1: (laughs) it is crazy days in my house and my coo who co-edited the book has four children aged between like 12 and six as well so it's like it's a zoo in here at parent tv at times (laughs)
0: were those topics that you found parents were kind of drawn to or asking questions about have they remained fairly consistent over your time both within the the school mums community and then parent tv
1: yeah i would say that they have in a lot of what it is that we do. What are the main
0: things that people seem to be worried about?
1: I feel like there's definitely been a push more towards understanding things like the brain and some of the science stuff that sits behind development of kids. I'm not sure that our generation of parents had any idea because the information wasn't even out there. I guess they just knew from the stories that maybe their parents and grandparents told them. I think there was a lot more community back in the day when we were being raised and maybe a lot more sharing of knowledge between generations but we kind of are sometimes living in more isolated situations whether it's because people are living in different states and places like we're a much more global community so we're not as connected I think to our families sometimes and those communities when we have kids and so We go online now I think quite a bit to kind of find our information and I guess going online and the development and science as well, like we're starting to find a lot more out about kids and developmentally why they behave the way that they do and what kind of can help make that a bit easier and what we kind of can't control and just have to accept as a reality. And I know for myself as I start to understand those things, It means that I don't take often my kids' behaviour as personally as maybe I did. Like probably with my first, I probably took things a bit more personally with my third. I'm like, oh, no, 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 this is just a thing. Like it's not me.
0: (laughs) It's just a thing. (laughs) It does help. That is definitely something that gets you through some of those tantrums. With that, um, that's something that's a learning that you have I guess, received from the people you've had on Parent TV and that are in this book. But have you found any topics interest you particularly over others?
1: Yes. So personally, I think the whole idea around emotional regulation, Mm. I feel like the journey of Parent TV and even all of this parenting thing, sometimes I step back and I'm like, "Why why have I always been doing this? Like what has drawn me? to spend my life trying to solve this problem and my energy trying to solve this problem. And and often the reality is that it starts with something that we're trying to solve in ourselves. And I think there's probably some truth in that for me, that my mm-hmm. journey, um, and one of our experts, Dr. Vanessa Point, who I think has also been on this podcast, who is a good friend as well. I remember years ago, listening to her talk about, um, like, we kind of have to speak to and grow up that child within ourselves we often have to grow ourselves up before we can grow our kids up and some of us had a really good upbringing where their parents understood things like emotional regulation and that emotions were okay and did a good job of of helping grow that up in their kids into adulthood but I think my personal opinion for the generation of parents that are out there at the moment including myself is that our parents didn't have a very good awareness of, or emotional awareness that this was like an important thing that needed to be nurtured and we needed to be co regulated to understand how to regulate ourselves. And often it was just be seen and not heard, shut it down, stop doing that. And I think that wasn't nurtured in us strongly as a generation, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And so now I find myself, there's this like emotional awakening and everyone's like feel the feelings and <laughs> um, and feelings are okay and it's all okay. Yeah. But as adults and as parents, like you don't learn to self-regulate on your own. So we learn regulation through co-regulation. So kids learn regulation through co-regulation, which is through an adult stepping in, staying calm, sitting down saying, you know, hey, I see you're really upset and it's okay right now, like give me a hug. I'm just sitting with it for the time that it takes for them to kind of, as Vanessa would say, move from mad to sad. And as adults, if we didn't get those skills when we were kids, then we find ourselves completely emotionally unregulated ourselves, like getting triggered and getting angry and all of these things at our kids and not being able to control that or understand what's going on. Um And so for me, I feel like I've been on this journey of growing myself up and growing that part of that child up to find more self-regulation as the parent so that I can help be that for my kids when they need that. And that's been my journey and the thing that's really interested me. And I've been very fortunate to be in relationships with lots of wonderful experts who at times have been that co-regulation for me (laughs) (laughs) and I'm learning like I'm changing and I can see that progression in me which makes me feel proud like I finally feel like I've got a handle on some of my own emotions and triggers and um, responding in a way that makes me feel proud of myself that I'm getting there not perfect all the time and and then noticing how that's making a difference to my kids and Cause I'm able to demonstrate that cause it's monkey see monkey do. It's just the truth.
0: One of the things about the job that you and I have is that we do come across lots of different pieces of advice. Lots of books are constantly out there about parenting and, um, I don't know about you, but I do find myself in a very strange place sometimes where I am saying to people, well, there's a lot of advice out there on parenting, but you d- you can't take it all to heart. And some of it, you just got to pare it back and parent from instinct and trust yourself. Um, and I'm curious how you've found that experience with parent TV, because you do have people uh, like the Maggie's and the Vanessa's that are inspiring and they resonate with you. And you think that is, that is great. And you take it into your life and you, you kind of evolve and try to grow with it. But there will always be so much advice on every single aspect of parenting. Does it ever mess with your
1: brain? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I'll just tell you like, a really honest conversation. I'm like, should I be saying this in a documented <laughs> Oh, it does. Like, and what works for one kid, doesn't work for another. But like, so yes. a week ago, my six-year-old son, he's our youngest, is going through some like rage monster stage. I don't even know what's going on half the time. And mm. I keep saying to myself, I mean, it's possibly going at to school, it's going to year one. I think he's decided yep. he does not like sitting. Like preps has a lot of play. Now he's sitting at a desk. He's like, this sucks. Like, I don't want to do this. And I get it. And so he's getting angry <laughs> because, and I'm like, I get it. So here I am one night, I'm like, dude, you got to have a shower. He's like, I'm not having a shower. I'm like, actually, we are having a shower. That's what's happening. And he goes into this complete and utter like rage spin. It's going on for like 20 minutes, <laughs> half an hour about not having a shower. Now, I've got my like connection parenting thing. I <laughs> can see you really upset about, you know, not wanting to have a shower. And he's like, yes, I am upset. And I'm, and I'm like doing everything I can to try and like connect him and calm him down. But on in, at this certain point in time, it is just making it worse. Like the more I am like. Yes. Feeling like identifying what's going on saying yeah buddy I can see you really upset right now he's literally like yes I am upset I am upset I am upset and I was like whoa my husband's like looking at me I'm like 20 minutes in I'm like this is not working this whole and he goes all right I'll take over and then he gets him and he puts him in the shower fully clothed <laughs> and he was calm within two minutes clothes off just having a shower then he went to bed and I was like <laughs>
0: Oh, but you know what that was, Sam? That was the, the good old-fashioned jar lid being too tight and you help loosen it and then give it to someone else and they open it. <laughs> Come on, you did all the hard work. Oh, but I was like,
1: maybe I should have just put you in that shower fully clothed like 20 minutes earlier because I'm exhausted <laughs> and I'm not sure. Like that stuff happens all the time and sometimes, but I, again, like I think Vanessa or Maggie or someone says, I think we only have to get it right 30% of the time For a neural pathway to kind of exist that then lays some tracks down that gives them some idea of when I'm at, like, how to regulate. So parenting isn't about getting it right 100% of the time. And I'm like, wow, 30%. I think think 30% of the time it works. And then that other 70%, we're just putting our kids in the shower fully clothed. Like, (laughs) we're just doing whatever it takes to get it done after I try the thing. And so knowing all of that information really helps me because, I'm always aware of still like where I'm getting it wrong or that didn't work the way that I hoped or they oh wow, that was, what was that about? And just feeling confused and going, you know what, it's okay. Sometimes it is really confusing and the solutions aren't really clear but it's not about perfection. It's about going, I'm grateful I know as much as I know. I'm grateful yeah. that I have some skills that I've learned or some things that I can go to but I also know that that don't always work because there's just factors out of my control and so that's okay too. My kids are mm-hmm. going to be okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, it's okay. My kids are going to be okay.
0: It's okay. That sounds like a good mantra. <laughs> what you're saying there kind of is what you've written in the final chapter of this book. And um, it's kind of my favorite chapter. I know it maybe, and it's not because it's the shortest one, Sam, I promise. <laughs> Can you explain how you signed off this book and why you wanted to end it that way?
1: Yeah I mean I guess it's really hard reading parenting stuff sometimes because it does often just highlight to us where we get it wrong I mean it depends on how your brain works but my brain tends to and I think that's just what we do as humans focus on what the problem is Mm. not what we're getting right so here you are you've just read 35 33 different experts opinions on what the most important thing is that you shouldn't drop the ball on and there's all different things I think Personally, I think this is a really great book. But you still get to the end <laughs> so. feeling a little bit overwhelmed potentially by, you know, um, going, wow, like there's probably quite a bit of work that I need to do as a parent in some of these areas because, you know, the journey is nonstop self-development when you're a parent. And I just wanted to end it with a note to say, I mean, honestly, if you've picked this book up and you've read it and you got to the end, like that in and of itself says something it says Mm. that you care and it says that you're trying and ultimately all our kids really need is for us to care and try like really if you genuinely care and you genuinely try at the end of the day that is enough like we will never be perfect our parents weren't perfect we're all going to have work to do as we get older on stories that we told ourselves that maybe aren't so true and we have to rethink about how we think about ourselves and all of those bits and pieces but caring and trying for me is just where it's at as a parent sam congratulations
0: on the book and thank you so much for speaking with us today. no
1: worries thanks so much
0: that's sam Jockle. she's the founder of parent tv and co-editor of parents this is the one thing you need to know